Halo, and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro in Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one, like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to reach you. You're like, a lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Damn, that's a slick intro. The first time I actually got to see it live. So nice to see you. Welcome back to PUBG Weekly, guys. Just kidding, HCS Weekly. I know we had a lot of PUBG clips in that last video, but he ended it off with a sick overkill in Halo 3 for sure. Anyway, guys, today's video, today's episode is different. We got something new to announce, something exciting to announce. If you've been following on Twitter, you would know that the new announced, the new HCS Grassroots partners have now been showcased. Four new members of HCS Grassroots, and of course, we were included in the bunch so amazing and so honored to be a part of this and of course continuing on that hype train we've got some amazing grassroots partners in the show going forward but if you remember from last week i talked about building out a broader news segment to the show and that's something that's going to remain consistent going forward i'm excited to bring back maddie rums who's running noobcombo.com we're going to talk about news and break down everything you need to know in competitive halo and beyond let's welcome maddie rums to the show how's it going man Hey, it's going good. Thanks for having nice. me back. Nice to have you back, man. And you've got a ton of brand new news. I hate saying new news back to back like yeah. that, but it's true, man. You've got some new stuff to take a look at here uh, beyond just Halo 3, Halo 5, even some other tournaments from specific streamers. So let's get into the nitty gritty of this and uh, and check out some of these new, uh, new insights, which I'm going to try to bring up on my dock here. And of course... Oh, no, here we go. Okay, so we've got the first thing is the wave two of the HCS Grassroots, uh, you know, competitor, or the, the members of Grassroots being announced, of course. We have Proximity, Stress, Eli X, and then HCS Weekly being the final one. And then there was one little tidbit of in information that they added at the end of that, and that was that applications will be uh, accepted in Windows from now on. Can you tell me a bit about this? Yeah, so before when the program was first opened or announced, it was an open, applica open application window where anyone and everyone can send in an application to be considered. So I'm, my guess is they've caught up and they've decided, you know, who their wave two is going to be. And now the application process will only be open in select dates in a certain window. And the first window has been uh, announced for be March 1st to March 31st. So only within those dates, your application will be considered or taken in submission. Right, so they're trimming things up a little bit, kind of segmenting it into specific windows where you can apply and be accepted into HCS Grassroots, and it makes sense. It's a nice way to continue the program going forward. So like Maddie said, the next window is March 1st to March 31st. You can be considered as part of the program. These are great benefits, a great way to be partnered and to be you know, just part of this this overall Halo initiative here. It's, it's a, a really great thing to be a part of. So good to know that they have specific waves for it. Expect the next one in the very beginning of March. The next thing in news, this is a great highlight as well is that Richie Hines has now joined the 343 Pro team. Can you tell me a bit about this? Yeah, so on Saturday, he announced that he's officially joined the Pro team on uh, his Twitter, and he'll be joining Clutch, or Wes Price, who previously was announced as the team lead. So he'll be uh, you know, working on the multiplayer for Infinite with him. Right, so like you said, working on multiplayer for Infinite. Do you happen to know what exactly the pro team is? Like, if we could describe, like, what that means. Is that, I guess, their game testing, so to speak? Yeah, they're game testing, but I guess it's, like, the next level, since, especially since they're former pros. I guess, the, you know, no one will know it better than them. Yeah. So uh, they're just going to make sure it's top-notch. Yeah, 
And I think, of course, it goes without saying, but one of the biggest things going forward in the next Halo title is direct feedback from the community, and especially members of the community who who know Halo very well, have been competing in Halo, dedicated to Halo for a long time. And, and Richie Hines is a perfect example of that. Clutch is a perfect example of that. And I know we also heard that Mickwin, and he hasn't announced it yet, but Mickwin's been given off a, a couple signals that there might be an opportunity for him with 343. And if I had to guess, it would probably be that he would also be joining the pro team as well. You think so? Yeah, that's, that's the rumor. I, I think he's already moved to Seattle. I know he, right. he at least was talking about moving to Seattle, and he said he couldn't compete. So my guess was he can't compete because he's now part of 343. Yeah. So it, would seem to, it would make sense. Yeah. And, and I mean, two of these guys, like Mickwin and Hines, just recently left competition. It's a little upsetting to see they're not still competing because they're both still very talented. But with opportunities like this, they're still like very much a big part of the picture and they can help shape our future Halo title. So I think this is a great opportunity for them. Looking forward to seeing. And of course, Mickwin hasn't announced it yet, but looking forward to seeing what comes out of that as well. And uh, the next thing we have going forward in our news here is uh, Halo Infinite leaks and rumors. All right, guys, none of this is confirmed. These are leaks. These are rumors. This is all speculation but it's interesting so i figured we would bring this up and just discuss it a little bit oh by the way maddie if you haven't already do you mind uh, bringing up the twitch or like the yep. chat in the side there and see perfect thank you so much we can see what people are saying in the chat here you guys let me know what you think of some of this stuff uh the french website je video and i tried to read this but it was all in french so like <laughs> i'm just gonna go off what you said here maddie you said stated that uh halo infinite will launch alongside two new xbox consoles codenamed lockhart and anaconda scheduled for release in the end of 2020 What's this all about? Yeah, so we knew that they were working on two new consoles uh, that were codenamed Lockhart and Anaconda. That was, you know, uh, released, not officially released, but that was uh, discovered a while ago. But yeah. the new thing was that Halo Infinite will launch alongside the consoles. That's the new piece of information that uh, is interesting. But yeah. uh, the site's also stating that it will be playable on Xbox Ones, so you don't have to worry about buying a new console, which makes sense because Xbox and you know Microsoft have made it clear that they want as many people to play their games as possible. Yeah. So if they were to restrict it to just new consoles, that would, I feel like, shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, I mean, that that's absolutely true as well. Even just extending off of that rumor is the idea that apparently Xbox Live is going to go cross-platform onto a variety of different systems, including maybe the Nintendo Switch. So yeah. they, they want to make their games available everywhere that they can. So it is nice to know that it's still going to be playable in Xbox One, but it does bother me because I invested $600, and I'm Canadian, so it's $600 for an Xbox One X, and I wanted to see the full power of my Xbox One X being utilized for this game. And I guess it still is, but now what we're looking at on the market here is you got an xbox one which i don't know how many teraflops that has i think it's like two teraflops or something you've got like you've got lockhart which is apparently a four teraflop teraflop <laughs> i'm not a techie guys four teraflop gpu with about 12 gigs ram so kind of similar to the the one x right now but the one x is a six teraflops so is even more powerful and then you've got a, a like an even beefier one with the anaconda which is apparently like a 12 plus teraflop machine with 16 gigs ram which is like a like a hardcore gaming pc so you've got the game is going to be displayed in completely different resolutions and and frame rates hopefully that is consistent i just don't know what we're going to see on the base xbox one it sounds a little yeah a little it definitely will be interesting yeah but there's yeah. also a second piece yeah uh another website called Thurot, which also stated uh what we just mentioned they also they included in their uh little report that 343 is quote unquote trying to make the story adapt to decisions that the user 
makes and the game may have more RPG elements than prior versions. Right. So that's pretty interesting because there was also a post that I found on Waypoint from December where uh, someone had posted a link to a job posting at 343 that for a senior system designer that was familiar with RPG and shooter game mechanics. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say it's proving that that statement's true, but it's uh, further speculation. Yeah, and I mean, that's news that I, I can't complain about that. I think that's one thing that we want to see is a, a growth on the campaign side of things of Halo. I think that that's, that's something that's been a main staple in the Halo franchise. And, and since Halo's become more and more linear, I find more and more just your typical blockbuster kind of filling the, the mantle that Call of Duty was on before Call of Duty just, you know, scrapped their single player altogether. Um, and I think that they really need to build that out. And it kind of plays into the rumors that I've been hearing. I, guys, it's just all rumors, all speculation. I have no idea. But I've heard a rumor that they could be trying to make two separate games, one that's specifically campaign-focused, one that's specifically multiplayer-focused. And by splitting their efforts, they could, they could build out something broader in both categories. I, I don't know. Um, but having RPG elements does sound like you know, like a like a logical kind of obvious choice going forward. If you're going to have a broader campaign, you're going to need some sort of a growth and a progression system to incentivize more playing, right? Yeah, and like you said, all speculation, none of it's confirmed. Right. Yeah. We're, we're all going to have to wait till E3. You know. Yeah, we're we're just here nerding out, hoping that uh, that something here is true. We got something to chew on between now and yeah. E3, and then onwards. Hopefully, there's a, a beta or something to keep us going as well. But we'll move on from the rumor, from the speculation for now. Uh, we have Nightfall GG that we talked about last week. So Nightfall is a collaboration between uh, Europa Halo and I keep forgetting Splinter. Uh, Splinter, thank you, that came together to, to form Nightfall GG, and they're having a Halo 3 Draft Cup. So if you're a European, European player, you want to be involved in Halo 3 competition. They just recently released the rosters and the captains. There's eight teams here. You want to run me through this? Uh, yeah, so... Just the captains. We don't need to go into, like, uh, the whole... Yeah, sure. So the captains are pretty, uh, if you're familiar with European Halo, pretty familiar names. You have Hollers, Flames, Flux, Batchford, Outcast, Looney, Warlord, and Havoc. So all uh, pretty top-tier European players, I guess, right. evenly split up so nothing is too dominant. Right. And then how exactly does that work? They form teams. Uh, there's no prize pool or anything at the no, moment? No, I don't, I don't believe there's a prize pool. Uh, players who were you know, wanting to compete were registered themselves. And then last night they had a... I don't believe... I don't know, I didn't get to see it, but it's a. It says it's a draft. So then each captain must have. They must have did a snake format, mm -hmm. where they went down. Each captain picks their. You know, picks a player, and then they work their way back up from bottom to top until all the players are picked. Yeah, but uh, I think that takes sorry. place on March third. Okay. Perfect. And I think if you guys are interested in competing in Halo 3 in the European side of things, more details on this would be available on twitter.com slash Europa Halo. So you can look up Europa Halo on Twitter or at Nightfall GG. They're probably both mm -hmm. talking about the exact same thing. So you'd find more details and, and relevant links there. Let's continue the discussion on available like leagues and ways to compete. So if you're competing in Halo 5, there's still the Halo 5 Draft League Season 2, which has registration right now. It's open. Uh, tell me a bit about the, the details here. Yeah, so uh, season one is just finishing up. I believe they're in the semifinals of the the postseason, if you want to call it. Yeah. But uh, they've opened up registration for season two, so it's it's similar to what uh, Nightfall is doing. But the way they have it is, everyone who's competing, uh, they all play free for all matches, and the top players are picked as captains, and then each mm. player after that gets 
assigned a price. And then each captain is assigned a team salary, and then they pick their players based off of... They have to budget their money and pick their players based off of the price of the players. But uh, Season 2 is open now. You can register. If you go to their Twitter, which is twitter.com slash League, there's a link to their Discord, and at their Discord is where you can register. And as of two days ago, I took a look, and they said that there was over 130 players registered so far. So right. definitely a lot of people. Yeah, not bad. There's some good competition there, especially if you're still investing time and grinding in Halo 5, prepping yourself for Halo Infinite, whatever it may be. Over 130 players registered in the draft league, so go check that out if you're interested. Uh, more things from UGC as well. This is so awesome to see. If you're a Halo 2 fan, UGC Sanctuary Cup was just recently announced. This is a Halo 2 4v4 Team Slayer weekly tournament, I guess, right? Tell me a bit about this. Yeah, uh, like you said, Halo 2, which is my favorite so i'm excited a lot of people's favorite yeah yeah uh 4v4 as of right now it's team slayer i talked with eric from ugc and he said he'll look into maybe adding uh some other game types but he has to find the settings and the map variants and all that but as of right now team slayer only that's going to be held every sunday at 1 p.m central time starting uh when was it starting on the third so this weekend soon yeah uh, and there's a hundred dollar prize for first place, winner take all, every each and every week, and it lasts for five weeks. So it's not a massive sum of money by any means, but a hundred dollars is a nice little incentive to continue grinding and playing some Halo Two, and it's something yeah. we all know and love. And I would love to see some live streams and and some people broadcasting some of their gameplay here, and to kind of bring some life back into Halo Two, one of the most awesome Halo titles. People, you know, a lot of people would would argue it is the most awesome Halo title, but either way, nice to see some Halo Two being played. Uh, more Halo. We got Halo Australia Queensland Logan Land announced as well. What's this? Is uh, Halo Three Four v Four and Halo Two Two v two more halo 2 there as well yes yeah, so halo australia is a, a community you know based in australia right and, uh they've announced uh their biggest event which is this queensland logan land uh only 16 teams can uh, register due to venue uh size restrictions sure so 64 players but it'll be a double elimination bracket and it's held on April 27th and 28th at the Metro Logan Metro Indoor Sports Center mm -hmm. in Queensland, Australia. The Halo 3 bracket will be seeded by uh, online placement. So they're going to hold four online tournaments to for seeding purposes for Halo 3. That's be on March 3rd, March 17th, 31st, and April 14th, all leading up to the event. Uh, the Halo 2 2v2 will just be a double elimination bracket, you know, randomly seated. Right. And as of right now, there's a 1650 Australian dollar prize with the chance to increase mm -hmm. based on the number of players that register. Awesome. So nice to just see an Australian Halo community, you know, still having events, tournaments. And if you want more de details on this, you can check out HaloAustralia.com. Uh, and more details will be available there as well. Uh, more tournaments, guys. We still got more stuff happening, and we still got my dog in the background as well. Just enjoy that. Uh, UGC Winter Series Week 3 results. So something interesting has happened with the Winter Series in UGC. A lot of the bigger teams, like GMS, Reciprocity, Talks, appear to no longer be competing anymore. Now we have some of these lesser-profile teams with still really great players getting some good opportunity. What's happening here? Yeah, so we have... Uh... A lot of, I guess, if you want to call them amateurs, uh, competing every week. 
but some pretty popular names. If you play matchmaking, you've probably seen some of these names, mm-hmm. and one of them even a former pro. Uh, so week three, first place was Waste of Seed, who finished first place in week two, mm-hmm. which is uh, Omega's better, Wanward, Rain, and Filthy G. Second place was Next Up, which featured Burton, Nebula, Twin Savior, and Realize G. Third place went to Thick Johns Only, which featured Queen. APG was filling in. Okay, I was going to uh, say. Yeah, uh, Monoxide died and Problemont P3. It actually was unfortunate for them because they made it, I believe, to the Losers Finals, but APG had to leave for scrims, so they oh, had to forfeit. God. Yeah. Right. And then uh, fourth place went to Endless, which is Apple Juice, Keyzug, Wise Winds, and Selen. Right. So I, I think some of the details behind it were, I guess, just talks, reciprocity. They didn't really see the monetary value in the amount of time they had to put in. So I guess they, they decided they wouldn't put the time and energy in because they're not getting enough back out of it, which right. is unfortunate. But at the same time, I like how this is an opportunity for some of the more amateur level teams to build up skills and experience so that they are a force to be reckoned with when they have the opportunity to face some of these bigger teams who are kind of, you can't say like neglecting practice, but they are missing out on this opportunity to have these regular weekly competitions. So hopefully that comes back and that helps out some of these these uh, lower profile teams get you know bigger and more experienced of course um we also have the swat nation 2v2 swat and tyne results that just happened last weekend so it was a valentine's day 2v2 swat event run by nap times if you don't know nap times you can check them out at twitter.com nap times as well um and he runs a, it's like i guess a monthly 2v2 tournament tell me about this yeah it seems like they're uh starting to do every month but uh the 2v2 Swatentine featured over 60 teams of two, which I was surprised there was that many. But uh, first place went to four-minute convo, which was Falcated and Sabinator. They, so took they came 300. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They some were, of these Able 5 pros are coming back for these SWAT tournaments to try to grab some of the prize. Well, I think it was overall $800. Yeah, this tournament was $800. Uh, second place was Yeehaw, which was Bound and Neptune, also yeah. two familiar names. Right. Uh, third place was Warning, which is Abrupt and Sucka. And fourth was Yeet, which was Hydrix and King, Ur- King Urban. Right. But they've also announced uh, during the broadcast uh, tournament for next month, which will be a SWAT tournament and will be 4v4, but with a little bit of a twist because you will register with one teammate of your choice and you'll be paired with another duo randomly. Nice. And that'll make up your four. So a little twist to it. But there's a $1,000 prize pool for that, and you can register now at SWATNation.net. So that should make things interesting, because you'll have your duos like Falcade and Sabinator coming in, but then being paired up with completely you know, random, whatever other duo that could be, and that could offset team chemistry, results, whatever, a larger prize pool this time, $1,000. So great to see from nap times putting together these almost, I guess, monthly uh, SWAT events and great to see a SWAT community as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, NoobCombo.com has all of this information, guys. As you know, uh, we got just a couple little things. Let's. Uh, so there was a Halo Wars 2 anniversary tournament as well. I know most of the Halo guys here don't really follow Halo Wars, but uh, we'll just say what it was over 60 players. We had uh, we had a first, second, third place. First place, what, Al... Almirante 99 with $275. So some some reasonable money here. And it's nice to know that there's some, some competition happening in Halo Wars 2. If you guys want more info on Halo Wars 2, noobcombo.com has you locked as well. The last thing is just to run through our events this week. So everything you want to pay attention to this week in Halo events. What do we got, Maddie? Uh, yeah, so March 1st, there's week four of the UDC Winter Series. 
uh, March 2nd, there's the BTB Net Halo 3 Big Team Battle Tournament, which is $400 for first place. Uh, March 3rd, you have the brand new UGC Sanctuary Cup, which $100 for first place. And March 4th, you have UGC's Double Down Week Number 3, which they also added a prize. Each week, we'll take first place, we'll take them $100 as well. Awesome. That's everything you can look forward to this week in Halo and something we're going to refresh every single week of HCS Weekly. More news, more events, more coverage, just to keep you guys locked on, keep you guys you know, in tune with everything going on with Halo. Maddie, thank you so much once again for joining me. Remember, guys, check out noobcombo.com for all of this information in detail and the relevant links that you want to hit. Thanks for having me. See you next week. All right, that closes off the new segment of the show. We're going to immediately jump into our first interview. And you guys, you already got the hint in the 10-minute uh, just highlight montage that we had coming into this. But I'm so excited to bring our first grassroots partner onto the show. Welcome, Proximity, to the show. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. How's it going, dude? Congrats on the grassroots partnership, man. How do you feel? Congrats back to you. I'm feeling great, man. I mean, I was, I was super excited to get the news. And uh, obviously, it's just really cool. I mean, like... I could tell you guys why it's awesome, but I mean, I think it's a, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm just, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I'm sure you can empathize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's it's harder and like definitely well deserved for you. You were the one where I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. Like I'm expecting him to to be a part of it, but you've been putting in work for such a long time with Halo, like years out, right? So even when things are kind of on a lower point right now, it's nice that you're finally getting, you know, some of the credit that you deserve for all the hard work that you put in throughout this whole life of Halo 5 and and even beyond that. So it's so great work from you, man. But I realized, and this is something that I do with all the YouTubers, everybody that I interview, is I go back to the beginning of your channel and I see where it all started with content creation. I realized that it didn't start with that channel. This proximity was not your first channel. You started way before that. I saw a video on your channel of you and uh, and it was Dallas, uh, Big Texas, and Reclaimer reacting to old videos. Tony, can you throw up a clip of this? Just what are we looking at here? Watch this. <laughs> Do we have audio for this? We have. So this is this is. I want to talk about this for a second. This is a perfect example of like one yeah, of the. They're reacting to it. I'm not sure how much we got. Supposed to be like. Of the... He was supposed to be pretending his back was hurting and not just dancing in his room by okay. himself. And I was supposed to have been like, I came in and caught him doing something embarrassing. Hey, like, just let people get an idea for a second. So bad, that's yeah, how we cringe a little. It just. Yeah. See, you didn't get that right. No, I just can't believe how fucking stupid <laughs> I. Oh, I know. I was letting everybody know they're gonna cringe. That's all. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's go back. Who? Who? Here it is again. Spencer. You look kind of like Luke Skywalker, man. You got like the Luke Skywalker vibe. I don't know. You got the the hair and the oh, like the young it. Luke Skywalker. That's all right. That's all right with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, no idea what you're right. Yeah, and then you go on to like two minutes about how your starts, jeans were man. too large. First like, of all, you, uh, like, oh, dude, is, oh yeah. Okay, okay, Tony, we've seen, we, we've got the the gist there. Okay, so what's going on there? Because that's that's before proximity. This is like some of your your old YouTube stuff. What is this? Yeah, so I've uh, I really liked making videos for a very long time and. Uh, it wasn't just like my passion for gaming and making videos were, were initially separate, um, but eventually they kind of, of course, meshed. And um, really at this time when I was making these videos, it like being a gaming YouTuber or a streamer, that wasn't a thing yet. So, uh, you know, I like making videos and I thought, who doesn't want to be a YouTuber? You know, that's like been a dream for a long time. So that was about 2010, then nine years ago, I guess. And uh, yeah. we just, you know, we were in high school, get off school and go and... Uh, you know, make some dumbass videos. They just weren't good. They're so, 
Oh man, they're hard to watch now, but they're funny at least to look back. And it's nice to see the progression and growth uh, from that to here. So, yeah, I yeah, hope that I mean, the question. No, for sure. And it's all kind of like groundwork, like prep work into what you eventually became, I guess. And it's nice to see Dallas there as well, because you're still hanging out with Big Texas on a regular basis. You guys are still playing together. How long have you been friends? That must go way back. Yeah, we got lunch today, actually. So, yeah, we, we hang out all the time. <laughs> uh, but um, he and I have been friends since elementary school. Uh, we just went to the same school and out of deal, same classes and stuff. Uh, we, we, we were always cool, but we didn't become really good friends till about middle school when Guitar Hero was all the rage. Nice. Uh, he and I just like were both super into Guitar Hero, and then uh, we just kind of like pushed each other to like get better because we always wanted to be better than one another. And then he actually uh, started getting more into like FPS games and Halo, and he's actually the reason that I got my own Xbox for the first time ever because I'd always played Halo with friends, but I never had my own setup. And uh, we got into FPS together, and then I mean we're still obviously really good friends and still playing Halo, so the rest is kind of history there. Yeah, so we can thank Dallas for all the time yeah, that you've been yeah. spending in Halo. Well, there you go. He just invited you to the entire franchise of things, so that's nice to see as well. Uh, now, I remember at one point, it was one of your videos, I can't remember what it was, but I think you even said you went against, like, maybe not against your high school teacher or something. You said, like, like they asked, like, what you wanted to be later in life, and you said either in, like, film or gaming, and your high school teacher, like, responded to that angrily, saying, like, there's no opportunity, you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a professor of mine in, uh, in, in, in college whenever... Okay. Uh, Whenever I was in school, she uh, she just kind of asked, like, because all of us, like, I was an art major, uh, because, like, I like to draw and do other things like that and graphic design. So, uh, like, that stuff is interesting to me. Obviously, film as well is what I wanted to, like, study. So, uh, doing that, it, was, it wasn't it was an unusual or unnatural question to ask the class. What are you planning on doing with this art degree? Because there are so many ways you can go with it. So, right. um, my answer was honest, which was, I want to do something that I'm either you know, creating videos, uh, doing filmmaking, anything of that nature, or playing video games. Uh, so it kind of turns out I'm doing both. Um, but yeah, they didn't respond super positively to that, which I really can't blame them. Uh, I'd love to be super spiteful of it, but I think it makes sense, to be fair. you know. So at what point did the content transition from the stuff that you're doing in the past to just 100% like Halo dedicated? So that was a whole thing because I mean I had my I had an initial channel with a couple friends and then I had my own channel which is what we saw those videos getting pulled from and then Dallas and I made a gaming channel and then I made another gaming channel with some other friends and then eventually I started actually consistently uploading uh, gaming content. I mean I did upload a lot on those other channels but I didn't take it super seriously. And I finally got in the right mindset to where I wanted to grow my channel. I wanted to make videos that could actually attract a new audience and be productive and. Uh, I started doing that on one of our group channels and actually Dallas and I were super both active on it at that time. And I talked to him about it and said, Hey man, I think we should both leave this channel. I had about 300 subs, which isn't a lot, but it's also not something you want to walk away from when you have, sure. that was like a lot for us, you know, like that was a solid amount. So neither one of us wanted to leave that channel, but I was like, it wouldn't be fair for him to keep it. It wouldn't be fair for me to take it. So I like, we should both split, make our own channels. And, uh, that's actually what we did. <clears throat> excuse me and that channel that we split uh from like when i moved away from that one and started my own that's the current channel that you would know me from so uh and he's also done well his channel's got over three thousand subscribers so i think it was ultimately a good thing for us to do it but um yeah we split into that and that was purely gaming driven and that was around the start of halo 5 uh mm -hmm. a couple is a couple months before halo 5 came out so i kind of moved into that wow what a time to split as well yeah um, it was it was good timing actually yeah, because then, so so first, before we talk about things picking up, where did Proximity come from as your name as well? 
Oh, okay. Uh, so that one is not actually as cool as stories. Uh, okay. I wish it was. <laughs> it's just that whenever uh, Halo 3 was the big game and I learned about like the MLG scene and professional gaming, uh, I just noticed that all of the uh, pro gamers had really cool gamer tags. And so I wanted something that sounded cool uh, because my gamer tag at the time was xcole919 because I didn't care. I just wanted to play. So I just made an account right. that was vacant and played. Um, but I wanted something that sounded cool. And I saw the word proximity. I didn't even know what it meant at the time. I was just like, that's dope. <laughs> Uh, so, That's dope. <laughs> so I went to go make my gamer tag that, and I had to add an extra T for vacancy purposes, but now I keep it as like a stylized thing. Also, there's a giant music channel on YouTube called Proximity that's spelled the correct way. So I think it's important to keep the two T's at this point. So, yeah. Right. It's like EDM music or something, right? Yeah. Something like that. I, I don't even go to the channel, but yeah. You know. Fair enough, man. I, it just happened upon you, and you, you took it on, and yeah. now you're proximity. And by the way, guys, I'm going to cut out for a second and just say, if you are currently in the chat, you're watching, you have questions for proximity, make sure to put your questions in the chat. Tony, I know you're there listening. Tony, if you could please check the chat, and I don't care what kind of questions, silly questions, serious questions, I'll, I'll filter them in my head before I read them when you send them to me, whatever they are. As long as they're appropriate, guys, just any questions that you have for Cole, aka proximity. Uh, let them know in the chat, okay? So as far as the channel goes, when did things start picking up? So you switched, you switched off, Halo 5 started. Was it the beginning of Halo 5 that things really started to boom? Yeah, it was about uh, two weeks into Halo 5. I was making like little highlight videos and just you know good plays that I had made. I couldn't stream. My internet at the time was like not good enough. So I just recorded all the time and essentially made stream highlight videos, but they weren't actually from a stream. Um, but yeah. then whenever... I was grinding Halo 5 at the beginning uh, on the map Fathom. There's this one jump that you can get do to get to top middle, which at the time was like the only way people knew how to do it besides walking all the way around because it was very early game. I mean, there's a million ways to get to top middle on Fathom, but nobody knew at the time. So uh, I was able to get that jump down pretty early. Um, it was like kind of a known jump. Like if you were playing online, people knew about it, but a lot right. of people didn't know how to do it. And I figured out how to do it consistently and just made a video on that because my friend Seth was like, you should make a video on that. I bet it would do well. Game's new. People can be looking for that. And I didn't really want to because I didn't want my channel to turn into like a tips type of channel hub. And I, I wanted my content to be more personality driven. So I was hesitant, but I did it. And the video popped off. And it was my first video I ever made to make a thousand views. And um, and I felt it was cheap because I felt like nobody was there for me. They were there to learn the jump. But right, right. But my other videos were getting a couple other views too and I was getting subscribers and I was like, okay, so I started doing this system where I did one for myself, which was a video that I like to make and then one for the people. So how like how this can grow my channel and my channel kind of just took off. I hit 5,000 subs in like three months, um, which was wow. absurd. And at the time I was like over the moon because it was the real first real success I had on YouTube. Um, and then eventually I started straying away from the tips entirely because that was the only reason people were coming to my channel and that was exactly sure. what I wanted to avoid. And sure. I did, and it actually kind of worked. So I still do that sometimes because it's a great way to have people come to your channel. But if you're making other content consistently, people will stay for your personality. And so it's kind of just been my system. Interesting. And do you feel that you can't like give your full personality the, to the tip type videos? You can, like it's a little harder? No, I think you can. That. And I think that's actually one of the reasons why it works for me really well is because one, I don't want to give tips on something I feel like I don't have a good understanding for, like understanding, understanding of. So I think like it's actually a helpful video, uh, which obviously helps. But then also uh, I do like to do it in like a live com format, something where it's more interactive. Uh, so people can kind of get my personality as I'm going through it and people uh, are more inclined to stay. 
Yeah, it's more real, like authentic. You have kind of like a relaxed, like you're just you're explaining it to somebody in the way that like if I was sitting beside you, this is like how you would explain it. Right. Me. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly the goal I'm going for. I just hit my mic. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. And, and it, come, it comes off in that fashion. I think that's good. And then it's just, you know, the timing that you're uploading and Halo 5 just coming out, you're releasing content that people weren't fully aware of and things just started to really pick up. I mean, overall, at one point and I, you have a video on your YouTube where it talks about just kind of like a like a background, like the life, the story behind proximity i think and you're talking about how this is like you're living like you're full-time creating content uh and streaming like what was the biggest highlight would you say of your career in content was it around that time um yeah i think biggest highlight i mean that's hard to say i think like the right. biggest highlight would probably be like getting into grassroots like that's the biggest deal to me but nice. like around that time when that video was made it was probably um i yeah, think i was hair. yeah i did have long hair yeah i think yeah. I think I got into straight ripping at that point. I, mean, I can't remember if that exactly happened. But when that happened, that was a huge deal to me, uh, just being that they wanted to pick me up as somebody to represent them uh, as a streamer and content creator. And I had been watching straight ripping for, you know, 10 years at that point. So it was just super cool uh, to see, like, something that I'd watch. And I always like to tell the story where I used to sneak out of class to go watch uh, the montage on my jailbroken iPod in the bathroom because, so, like, I was so into Halo at the time. I'd leave class to do that. Uh, but then actually being a part of Straight Ripping, that was really cool. And, um, yeah, so that's probably the peak, like, cool moment where I felt like I really accomplished something, you know. Yeah. So the biggest thing is just the milestones, the recognition that you've been getting through all the hard work that you're putting <clears throat> in is straight ripping, grassroots. These are, like, clear-cut milestones. Yeah, for and I don't think of it like a way to, like, flex on people like well this is when no. i pull this off it's like to me that's what makes it real when i see the progression like i'm working and working and working and you always have like as a consecrator i know you know this like you're always looking at your own stuff and being very critical of it and questioning yes. if it's good enough and when you do something like that when something cool happens uh i think you feel like some gratification some satisfaction uh like yeah. it really was real and it meant something so yeah <clears throat> yeah, that, that's literally everything. It's like when a when a company like three four three, the game that you're making content create like content for, can look at your content and say, "This is adding value to our scene. This is adding value to our game, and yeah. we we'll partner you as a result." I think yeah, that's one of the best things that you can. That's pretty achieve. unreal for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, man. It's great to see. And and I mean, these tips videos, so it turns out that your tips videos still are the most popular videos on your channel, though, because I know the PUBG one that you have is crazy. It's like 600 and something thousand. But then your most popular Halo 5 or Halo video in general is almost 100K. It's a Magnum tips video. And this is coming from a guy who really knows how to use the Magnum. You probably have one of the best Magnum shots in the game. At the time of your, your tips video, you had the most perfect kills in the game at the time as well. Tony, if you can throw to a couple of those uh, those nice fives that he gets. If you happen to have some, there we go. Oh, baby. I don't think there's a single five shot, shot in this five. clip. No, <laughs> Just a nice overkill. Nice shots regardless. <laughs> Tony, do you have any five? Oh, that was a six snipe, though. Come on. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah, wait, wait, this, one, this one's a good one, right? Oh, dude, that up flick right before you, like, you go past the wall there. There's, like, little things behind that, and that's why I wanted to bring this up. Um, is I, I wanted to know if you had any quick tips. And there's another six. Oh, oh this is back-to-back -back five right there. One-shot dude. Nasty player right there. Um, so what would you say about, like, your experience with Magnum? Tony, you can switch it off. Um, he's still lasering people. <laughs> um, what, what would you say are some of the biggest, most important things as far as, uh, you know, having a, a solid Magnum shot in Halo? And this probably applies to other guns too, all the other guns. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because, I mean, there's nothing I can say that's just going to make your shot good. Uh, 
But I mean, like, obviously refer to the video that I made. The tips video is going to be far more in, in depth on like what I can say. But I, I think the biggest thing is to, so for me, if I want to get good with a weapon, I'm going to use that weapon exclusively. Um, and that means for every situation. So if you want to improve on your Magnum and you're playing like Ranked Team Slayer and you're playing with the settings where you have your assault rifle as part of your, you know, spawn kit as well, sure. I would ignore the, the assault rifle. Start using the Magnum in really uncomfortable situations. If you're relying for your assault rifle up close and then you know you're interested in getting into like some of the sweatier more competitive stuff in halo that's not doing you're not doing yourself any favors like not using the magnum up close because when you go play hcs that's what you're going to have to do and it's very difficult it's very different uh than just spraying someone at the ar so like just commit to that weapon and spend time with it it's going to take time uh, but once you get like more of an understanding of the hitboxes on it the feel of it the aim assist ranges uh you know that's really how you need to look at it. You need to dissect it. You need to understand everything about it. When do you lose aim assist uh, with your hip fire? When do you lose it with your ADS? So you need to know like what's the most optimal way to shoot at people. Um, you know things like when to rescope during gunfights, stuff like that. Right, right. There's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but yeah, spend time with it and focus on what you're doing. Think about what you're doing, and you'll start to notice things that work and things that don't work. And then you eliminate the things that don't, and you'll get better. Yeah, and I like that idea of, of kind of like putting yourself in situations where you're under a lot of pressure and you're forced to adapt and taking mental note of what you're doing, what your right stick is doing, your left stick, what you have to do to overcome these situations and trying to apply that that mindset to future gunfights as well. One of the biggest things you do really well is pacing your shot, and we saw it on that five in truth, is the last shot you waited a split second to make sure you had the headshot and then flicked <clears> up <throat> on the right stick. I think pacing is huge, and then you talk about reticle placement as well. Those two things. I think for sure, for cool. sure. Um, and with the pacing thing, I, I, I don't, like, yes, I'm 100% pacing my shot. I don't like to call it that because I think when you name it that, I think everybody's immediate reaction is to literally pace every shot. Right, um, right. And, like, that's fine. You're probably not going to miss, but you do need to have a sense of urgency because those people are shooting at you. And if yes. they're not going to be slow, you can't be slow. So uh, in a situation like that one clip where I did have that, like, nice, like, nice flick on the guy, like you have to be constantly paying attention to what's happening in the gunfight. So I knew that he had not thrusted yet, nor had I. So we're three shots into this fight, and he still has his thrust, meaning it's coming soon, right? Like if you're playing somebody that's good, they're never gonna just stand still the whole time. So right. I was just waiting for it, and once I got my four shot off, I knew he was gonna thrust. And so that's the type of pacing when you know that he's gonna do it. Get your four on, let him thrust. Meanwhile, he can't shoot you while he's thrusting, and then you have the time to hit that shot. So. Right. You, right. Stuff like that. Pacing. That's an, another thing, though. You understand when you start paying attention and dissecting it, like I was saying, you'll start yeah. to you'll start to pay attention to those things like they haven't thrusted yet. So this is time to wait and things like that. Exactly. And you say it in your video as well. And I'd recommend you guys go check it out if you haven't already. It is one of the most popular videos on the channel, but it's it's pacing, but pacing intelligently. Right. There's there's a, a system behind it. Yeah. Especially like you said, the early earlier point in the gunfight, players don't typically burn their thrust immediately. You can fire off some of those shots a little more quickly, but always having in the back of your mind, you know, the knowledge that they could be thrusting, they could be doing a quick movement in some way or another. And you might have to slow down that last gunshot or whatever it is. But yeah, just being constantly aware of the situation at hand and adapting to the situation. So it's always going to be different. Um, either way, great video, and uh, and that's you know that's why you're here. That's why you're partnered. So you are partnered <laughs> you. with HCS Grassroots. That means that you're flying off to South by Southwest for the Invitational. So so are you looking forward to it? What can we expect to see from you at this Invitational? Do you have any insights? Um, well, I know that I'm going to be doing a stream there. There's stream setups for us. The um, Grassroots creators are flying in to stream for four hour shifts uh, for two different days, so Friday and Saturday. I'm pretty sure. And then also there's going to be a main stage match um, for 
content creators doing BTB stuff like on main stage. So I'm, that's going to be kind of goofy and weird, but it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Um, and I'm pretty good friends with a lot of the guys in grassroots. So I'm super excited. About that. It's going to be an incredible event. As far as being excited, I was telling somebody about it the other day, comparing it to like being in elementary school and getting to go to your friend's birthday party where it's like Friday and everybody gets to ride home with them. And like yeah. one of those super exciting things you talk about with your friends uh, for months, like that's, that's how I feel about it. I'm I'm super excited. All my friends are gonna be there. I'm getting flown out, which has been a big dream of mine. Like it's gonna be really cool. It's hardcore fanboying for sure. What do you yeah, know about I am. that? Uh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what do you know about that big team battle? Do you know like what your team? I guess it's all gonna be like decided there. Something. Yeah, besides, I like, think all it's content gonna, creators or something. Or is I, it pro all member? I know pro is I don't know who's playing. I think there's. I just like, want details. <laughs> I think there's people. There's like a. Uh, like a little tournament for like the the audience there that's like a little doubles tournament or something i right. i think and the winners of that get to play i'm not sure all i know is i'm playing in it and it's gonna be fun so that's what i know <clears throat> well looking forward to seeing you there as well hopefully i'm, I'm actually not even 100 sure but i think i think i'll be there with you but we'll we'll figure it out when I the time comes. yeah i hope you're gonna be there i, I, I should ask, be but... <laughs> I, it's weird because you guys, for you guys, it's easy because it's just like it's proximity, Eli, and stress. You're all individuals. They just fly you out. But they, yeah, they added you, yeah. HCS Weekly. They didn't add Shyway, the grassroots. They added the show. So I, anyway, we'll figure that out uh, and let you know. Yeah, let you guys know as, as soon as we do. Um, so does the recent grassroots partnership like inspire more content creation from you? Because how has the content grind been with Halo recently? I know Halo's at a, a bit of a lower point recently, <laughs> and, and you've been playing, you've been dabbling in other games. Like, what do you think of Apex as well? Um, so how's how's the content grind been there? So I'm actually at this very strange impasse with content because I, I do feel it's hard for myself to come up with uh, ideas for Halo in, in this current moment. It's just uh, because we're, you know, we do have things on the horizon, but we are kept in the dark a lot about that. And we are left to what we've been playing for years to, you know, make things happen now. And right. um, while I'm okay with that because I really enjoy MCC and Halo 5 still, I just, I'm a huge Halo fan. I'm, I'm always cool with gaming those games, but... Uh, as far as content comes, it's like, what have I not done yet? And that's that's just tough, uh, trying to think of things to do. And meanwhile, Apex has just come out, and, you know, everybody's loving this game. I'm loving this game. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. I'm just I'm grinding Apex and just having a blast, but I don't want to make a lot of content on that because I feel like I'll be, a, I'll be like, neglecting Halo, and I just got the grassroots opportunity, and I feel like I want to, <laughs> you know, capitalize on that. So I'm really in this, like, weird mental state of, like, what yeah. do I want to do? So I, yeah. I'm struggling a little bit because it's in this funky position, but I got a video out with Ubernick today. I'm super excited about that. I think Let's it's a good go. video. So, you know, we're trying here. Um, I'm trying to be a lot more regular, but I'm, I'm struggling with ideas for sure. I, I think, yeah, and I feel you on that. I think one of the bigger things is going to be collaboration like you're doing with Ubernick. And <clears> I would love to make some kind of content with you sometime. We'll figure it I'm out. I'm down, for sure. I'm talking with the Reclaimer <laughs> as well. I think that's one of the biggest things is just kind of bringing the content creators of the community together and creating unique, interesting content between each other. Because, you know, people are, some people are running out of ideas and it's been a long time. You guys have been making content for a long time. So it's it's understandable. I saw you playing the head-to-head -head playlist as well, though. So like little, you know, like new playlists and things come out here and there. And you're still able to kind of you know grab content on that as well right yeah for sure i mean anytime a new playlist especially something like head to head which has not happened yet in halo 5 we have a ranked right. 1v1 playlist that's new it's very interesting uh, especially something like that yeah of course it's always a great time to capitalize on uh content because that's gonna bring interest to the game and get people back to at least check it out if nothing else mm -hmm. and just with that happening naturally they're interested to see what the content creators think um you know so yeah it's always a good opportunity and that keeps things fresh but if those things aren't constantly changing or if they're not a big hit, then, you know, it's kind of a dead end that, you know, people might 
be interested initially, but if it's not something that's popping off, then people don't really stick around for it. Um, right, right. Even if even if I have fun with it, you know, like the head-to-head playlist, I've, I've enjoyed when I've played it. I haven't really, really grinded it, but every time I've gotten on it, it's been pretty fun. Um, yeah. And the content I've made on has done well, so I probably should do more for sure, but I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, we've still been making content on the same game for years and years and years, and it's right. it's getting tough. But I, I I agree for sure, and I'm very interested in doing more collabs in the future because I do yeah. think that's a, that's a way to not only keep things interesting uh, for the viewers, but, of course, it, I think it shows that the Halo community is strong and that the creators want to stick together to, like, work together to, like, make it the best thing it can be. Um, yeah. It's not just like a, we're just trying to all look out for ourselves. We're just, like, you know, working together. No, I, I agree. And that's the thing is like, you know, people worry about the population being lower and, and not having a community, but with lower population, you actually get a much tighter, closer knit community at the same time yeah, too, right? Because sure. all of us kind of band together and we all create content together because we all just, the only ones remaining are the ones who truly love and are passionate about the game, the franchise. So uh, so I think there could be some good stuff coming out of there. Nice to know that you're interested. I'm sure we'll have to, to figure that out as well. Now, one other thing, regardless whether or not you're creating content on a regular basis, you are still gaming all the time because of course you're gamer one of your recent youtube videos you talked about age and gaming and this is kind of like a whole other discussion but apparently because you're 25 now you're like an old man and uh and people were talking about the idea of whether or not gameplay deteriorates with age what do you think about this what's your thought process on on age and gaming well to be honest i don't remember what conclusion i drew in the video but after you know just off the top i think that i think it might be a little bit tougher to keep up but i do think it's entirely possible i know uh i really saw that happen in halo 5 whenever the like you know freaky movement meta came in about a year and a half into the game right. or so and you know you just started seeing that becoming more and more common and more and more players were utilizing uh these crazy jumps and i think you and i had a conversation about this where right. it ended up becoming a necessity to the meta like it was no longer oh these players just do cool things it was like you need to be able to do these things or you are going to lose because the game just got that way. The movement yeah. became so important. And me just being the not growing up and learning advanced movement games, like I'm playing more traditionally. And mm. like while I was doing pretty well, I was realizing that I was getting held back. And that's when I started grinding, uh, just practicing movement a lot. And I'm very confident in my movement at this point in the game, especially in Halo 5. I feel like I can do some you know, some of the most freaky things because I've just practiced them over and over. And I just think that that took probably a little longer than it might have if I was 16. But I don't think that you can't do something just because you're older. I still think yeah. my shot is, uh, you know, <clears throat> top tier. I think I can keep up with anybody uh, when it comes to that. So, yeah, like getting older may have gotten things a little bit more difficult. But at the same time, I feel like I'm wiser in game for sure. Just I've been in so many situations so many times and I understand the game pretty well. Uh, so, you know, I think there's a little give and take to it. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's the biggest thing. You're definitely wiser. You're definitely, like you said in the video, right now, you're a better player than you've ever been, despite the fact that, you know, you're growing up in, in whatever way it is. Like, I, I, I completely agree. I, I feel like age is not really a factor in this. It's more so just the fact that responsibility comes with age. That's more of the difficult thing is that so many other things in your life come into play, and now you're expected to do so much more because now you're an adult. Now you've got all these other, uh, you know, expectations. But I think that the the skill is still there. The wisdom's still there. And I mean, I'm seeing it 
it right there. And even with my own gameplay, I'm so much better than I was back when I was 19 or 20. And like, yeah, sure, maybe I, I had the grind time where I could play for 12 hours and not feel a thing. And now, you know, maybe my forearms get a little sore, but like <laughs> so much, you're just, you approach the game in such a like more intelligent fashion. But anyway, I wanted to segue from this into saying like, so, you know, even despite the fact that you're 25, I, I'm hoping that I'm going to see you competing in Halo Infinite. Do you see yourself competing at all? Or are you just going to strictly do content creation or? I think it's, if, if I don't know, it depends. First of all, I have to see, you know, how the game is, how it plays. If Right. I mean, I'm assuming I'm going to love it. I'm hoping I do. Uh, I'm planning on loving it. So hopefully it's good. Uh, you know, if that's the case, then I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be grinding. And the way I am, I'm naturally always going to want to be the best I can. Right. I'm going to be grinding the ranked playlist. I'm going to be doing the best. And when I see pros and matchmaking, I'm going to get excited because I'm going to want to try to beat them. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be trying to compete, to be honest. Um, just, I mean, it, it takes a toll and... You know, right. I, I've spent a lot of time and not exactly gotten the places I would, would have really liked. So I think that's a lot of people. But either way, uh, I don't know. I don't know yet, but I'm not going to say no just because I know myself. And whenever I get into a game like that, like it's hard for me to turn that off. So, yeah. Understandable. It's a huge commitment, sure, but hopefully, well, I, that's the thing. It all it all comes down to Halo Infinite. What kind of game we're expecting? But hopefully, it's going to be an amazing game. Hopefully, we all fall in love with it, and then we'll take it from there. We'll figure it out from yeah, there. But yeah. before uh, before we jump into the Q and A with the chat, remember, guys, if you're in the chat, any questions you have for proximity, any questions about the discussion, even for myself, whatever, just let me know in the chat. You can write those down, and we'll read them out loud. Um, what are some of the biggest changes, improvements that you would like to see in the Halo franchise with uh, with Halo Infinite specifically? Specifically, like uh, coming like over from three and five, some of the bigger changes, improvements. Um, obviously, I would like question. to see the most consistent connection we could possibly have. That would be nice. Uh, you know, online is online. There's always going to be issues, but I'd like to have a good online experience if I can. I think, honestly, to me, the biggest thing is they need to get the ranking system done right, and they need to have good playlists for us to play. I think if that's the case, people will stay interested. And oh. One of the biggest things is the gunplay needs to be satisfying. Uh, that yeah. is one of this like, I think that's one of the hardest things, kind of an intangible for developers to pull off. Um, but if they do, I think that's one of the best things for a game. Just having the core game be interesting to like play. It's satisfying getting kills. Uh, people will stay on it. They'll just want to keep doing it. Um, yeah. Like that, like the Halo 5 Magnum, I think is just, I think it's done so well. They did such a good job with it. It's hard to use. Uh, it feels good to use. And, you know, getting that perfect kills is the best feeling every time, you know? So yeah. just like yeah. something like that can keep you on a game for a very long time just because it's fun. Yeah, and that's actually one of the biggest things I hear from a lot of Halo pros, content creators, just gunplay being satisfying. So whatever they got to do to make those guns just, yeah, like like you said, a perfect five with a pistol or a four shot with a BR, something oh, like yeah. that is Love just that. like, and the, the four shot with the BR is, is just so exclusively Halo. You know, there's like nothing else that quite feels that way. So if they can somehow nail that, I think that's huge. But one of the biggest things, like you said, was the ranking and the playlists as well, having a full content rich game and a ranking system that incentivizes that you can keep playing you keep grinding and it's it gives you enough rewards and feedback i guess uh going forward i think that's going to be huge because we're all going to be grinding this game hopefully for a long time um and and hopefully we're going to have consistent updates and kind of like a service as it goes through to keep things fresh um but thank you so much for uh, for answering all these questions cole let's see if we have anything from the chat guys remember if you're in the chat right now you're watching any questions that you have feel free to let us know the first one is from dinashawn he actually has a pretty good quick question here he says uh when are we going to make a video because <laughs> dinashawn has been making some amazing content if you guys haven't checked checked him out already i think it's paradise halo is the youtube channel some of the highest like 
production value content I've ever seen in Halo ever. It's unreal. Like he's got incredible production value skills and he has the background and knowledge. He's been, you know, partnering with Callus to create some pretty awesome content as well. So Dinashawn says, when are we going to make some content? When are we going to make a video together? We've actually been uh, chatting in the DMs to figure that out. Um, I actually, I need to talk to Reclaimer who's in chat right now. So Clay, we need to have a conversation so we can get that ball rolling. I'm super excited to work with him. I love his content. You're absolutely right. Spot on. Yeah. top quality it's 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 truly something to watch you need to go check it out it's super cool content yeah paradise halo guys you definitely need to check that out if you're looking for quality production value we got fat bass as well question for cole uh will there be more proximity tips and tricks or are you all tricked out <laughs> okay hold on. how to take the second there's this meme that it's proximity tips and tricks i never once said that ever really <laughs> never it's I've like never... fragging like a pro with, uh, i know i know like get rid of it it's it was just some some people started saying that and it's funny but uh yeah i'll probably definitely make tip videos whenever infinite comes out i mean if i feel like i understand the game and have tips to give then of course because i do like making that content um even if it's not my preferred it's something i still enjoy making so yeah i, I want to do that for sure even with Halo 5, you recently had a Halo Insider series type thing that you were trying out. Still and it was going, on Plaza. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Doing it too. Yeah, it's good. That it's is good. still it's tips and tricks, right? So that's yeah, there's still a sure. lot of tips happening in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that would be a, a good thing to continue as well. Uh, homegrown HI, homegrown Hicks. I guess, uh, will Proximity still stream PUBG? Well, he still stream PUBG. Right now, I'm not actually uh, super focused on that. The way I played PUBG was on console. That was kind of my niche. Um, But the console PUBG state is pretty unplayable, in my opinion. So at the moment, I have no real interest in it. And uh, my my just attention is elsewhere. Sorry to disappoint, but that's that's, uh, that's how it is. Understandable. Man, honestly, watching those PUBG clips, I don't know how you hit the shots that you do because I played PUBG on Xbox and it's not it's not a good experience. Yeah, there's no aim assist. It's very <laughs> so not only is it no aim assist, but it's also projectile based. So that gets yeah. real tricky real quick. Uh, but I think it's one of the reasons I was attracted to it. I already loved playing PUBG on PC, uh, but when it came to Xbox, I knew that was like it was so hard to hit shots that I knew that I wanted to grind it until I could hit shots pretty well. And right. then like I never got like absurdly good i don't think where it's like i was never missing because it was just so hard to shoot on that game but i got very confident to win most gunfights in any range and I, it was a lot of fun to grind but playing at 25 frames per second and all the yeah. glitches it, get, it gets to you after a year and i just I, it kind of just took a big toll on me to be honest and I know they've like cleaned it up since, but even in the beginning of your tips video, when you land on top of school, there's like 20 seconds of you just standing yeah. on like just nothing, like unrendered like garbage, basically. Like it just doesn't look good <laughs> at yeah. all. But but yeah, one thing about, you know, the shots being so hard to pull off is that everybody else is having that difficulty too. So for you to be able to figure it out, like the advantage that you gained was pretty incredible. And we saw it in the clips as well. Um the next question here we have uh, Maru Maruizio. I'm terrible with reading names. Maurizio. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. When's the next skit? The next yeah, skit. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I'll come up with something interesting soon that we can have fun with. I'd like to do something like that, or maybe do another reaction to old videos type thing. I really enjoyed making that. I think that'd be kind of fun. It's something a little different and creative to bring to the channel. It's not just uh, you know gaming stuff, because I right. do like just making videos and stuff. You know, so. You guys, you and Reclaimer have a video of the slowest Big Mac eating I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stuff like that. That stuff to me is just fun. And I know it's kind of like dumb filler content, but like I enjoy making that kind of thing. So I'd like to do more stuff like that. 
I mean, in the end of the day, if you're having the best time, like if you're having the most fun, it's reflected in your content. And I feel like that's that's the best thing as a content right. creator to just have fun. You shouldn't be stressing yourself trying to create videos. I know what that's like. I put myself through too much trying to make videos sometimes, and it's just not <laughs> worth sometimes. So yeah, I, I know exactly how you feel. It's good to have fun. Um, Meth Bear, what's up, Meth Bear? Uh, UGC, do you think ending the competitive scene was a bad decision? Would it be a good thing to intermingle competitive Halo 3 and H5? What do you think? I think that question was for you guys, but I'll answer it for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. And it's a bad decision. Oh, so, okay. Keep competitive Halo 3 and Halo 5. Um, I think those both trying to exist simultaneously is a little tricky just because the gameplay pacing and the aesthetics different. It's hard. I think if you were trying to feature both at one tournament, uh, it wouldn't go well. Maybe having right. both scenes existing like we have a Halo 3 tournament this weekend. Two weeks later, we have a Halo 5 tournament. Maybe. I just think that most of the top players... I mean, if the money's there, people will go to both. But I feel like if you could only play in one, I feel like most people would side with Halo 3, leaving Halo 5 a little stale. Um, but mm -hmm. I understand there's an audience for both, so it is tough. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a tournament organizer, so my opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, Matt Bear, I see the complications that kind of came from it, but I think ultimately it was a good decision. I think ultimately it just showcases the fact that 343 is listening in a way and trying to bring the Halo 3, the classic Halo community, back into Halo to say that we do support this game, we do care about this game, and by improving and fixing MCC, hopefully what's happening is this broader mindset kind of perspective where we approach Halo as as a broader franchise not just as like oh it's only halo one two and three but both halo five and halo three have something valuable to offer and that you know hopefully we can both respect it i'm just being i'm, I'm just trying to be that guy who says there should be respect across the board between yeah, both for sure. titles and that it's a good thing to have them both kind of intermingling but yes considering the size of our community there's a lot of you know some complications that that arises as a result either way we're going to come back together for infinite so it's okay let's uh let this be what it is <laughs> Uh, sure. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Jay Quirty asks, um, are you physically and mentally able to drop HCS Weekly bars at this very moment? That's not, that's who, that's for me. <laughs> HCS Weekly bars at this very, I'm not doing it, Quirty. Not, on my live stream, I'll do it. You can donate me however much money you want to donate, and I'll drop as many bars as you like, man, even though I don't I drop no bars ever. So that, <laughs> that'll be a hilarious thing to watch, I'm sure, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it now. Reclaimer, what is Proximity's opinion on a Halo BR Battle Royale? Um, okay, so my opinion on this is kind of my opinion on, like, every BR. I like I When people hear a BR being announced, the common reaction is to freak out and be like, oh, my God, we have so many already. Which, like, you're not wrong, that's fair. But to me, it's like, if the game's good, like in the case of Apex, let's come in here and just, just mode over Fortnite and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, totally. if the game's good, which it's a lot of fun, I'm loving it. You know, if the game's good, great. If it's not, great. Then it'll right. just die off like the rest. Uh, <laughs> so if I understand the, you know, the perspective of, like, well, I don't want them to be spending their time and money and effort on a BR when they should be focusing on campaign, multiplayer, whatever it is, right. from, like, from the Halo Vans perspective. But to me... If it's fun, great. If it's not, okay. I just won't play it, you know? So uh, even, you know, in the case, like, uh, when Black Ops 4 came out, Blackout was fun, but honestly, I just had more fun playing the regular multiplayer. Right. So that's what I did, you know? So, like, I'm going to play what is fun. That's, like, my opinion. If, if it's enjoyable, great. If not, okay. So yeah. I don't think people should freak out about it, though, if they do it. I would understand why they would do it. Like, it's just a huge trend in gaming, and it is a, they're already a game that's a shooter, it has a huge name. Halo's a legendary name, whether or not we're in the best 
state of the franchise that we've been in the past. Like, it doesn't matter. It's still yeah. Halo, and people know that. So if they hear about Halo BR, guarantee a lot of people are going to go check it out at the very least. Like, so. the, the franchise foundationally, like the lore, everything involved in Halo, there's so much to work with if you were to make a Battle Royale. So it's so possible, and it could be so amazing. Um, and yeah, it, like if it works out and it's good, like you said, we're going to play it. It's going to be awesome. There is one thing interesting about Halo, though, and how it kind of separates itself because it is an arena shooter, right? Like it's arena shooters are something that we're seeing a lot less of these days now that we have so many BRs in the market. And I've been seeing people like Summit1G tweeting saying, I miss like a good old 5v5, 4v4 arena shooter. Like I hope Halo Infinite is on PC. And he said that has like 15K likes on Twitter. So, I mean, maybe by the time Halo comes around, we're kind of burnt out of BRs and we're looking forward to something like, you know, more traditional 4v4, 5v5, getting somebody like Summit 1G hopping on day one and playing on PC. I mean, like Halo could, you know, could bring things back. I don't know. Stars are aligning <laughs> for that exact thing. That, I think right. you look at the other example too with Apex. Uh, Apex Legends has popped off and the Titanfall 2 numbers, of course, made by the same developer. This would be the parallel of like Infinite being Titanfall 2 and then the BR being Apex. So if the Halo BR were to pop off and do really well, People are going to start liking that style and that gameplay, and then they're going to want to play regular multiplayer. And that's when they're going to come to like the regular multiplayer side of Infinite. And then they'd probably fall in love with it because we all did for the same reason. It's just nothing. It's not like anything else. The yeah. gameplay, the gunfights, it's all different. And it's so it's it's so much fun. So like that, you know, it's Halo. Um, yeah. I think that could really work in our favor. And especially like you're saying, people might be burnt on the uh, ER genre by that point, And we could benefit from that. The Halo, the Halo community, the Halo scene could finally see, you know, the rise of popularity. I know we, we all know that it can't have. So yeah. who knows? I, I expect to see you there when that happens. Oh, I think for the, sure. The stars are aligning is a really good way <laughs> to kind of close things. I think there's a, there's great opportunity here. Hopefully 343 and Halo Infinite can capitalize on that. We could have an amazing Halo title and just, you know, things can explode from there. The players are ready for a new Halo. It's just, are we going to, you know, hit a home run or not? Hopefully that happens. But thank you so much, Proximity, for coming on today. Where can we find you? Do you have any shout outs? Uh, where can we find you online streaming and Twitter? Yeah, you could find me just like my name on YouTube and uh, Twitter. Uh, not YouTube and Twitch, excuse me. My Twitter's the same thing with C at the end, like Combat Evolved, easy way to remember it if you want to follow me. That'd be cool. Really appreciate you uh, asking me on here again, Alex. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, anytime, man. I love doing this show, so awesome. I'll come back anytime you want me to. And I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, having me. Thank you, guys. Happy to have you. Thank you for coming on. All right, and that closes our interview with Proximity. Tony, if you're with me in the year here, are we doing a quick, like, two, three-minute break? Or are we going right into the interview? What are, what are we doing? We're going to go straight in. All right, no breaks whatsoever. If you guys like that interview with Proximity, we are not stopping. We're jumping into our next HCS Grassroots partner. I'm welcome. I'm excited to welcome Stress to the channel. <clears throat> what's up, man? Yeah, what's up, man? How's it going? Good, good, man. I just wanted to say congratulations on the HCS Grassroots partnership. You've been grinding, man. How does it feel? Oh, it feels good. feels good. Just... Actually, kind of feels this like it's great that I got accepted to it, but it feels good. Like I'm still kind of on the same grind, just right. going at it. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Is like, yes, you achieve this milestone; it's well earned. But the grind for you has never stopped. You know, like you've been already putting out content on a dedicated basis, and this is just like approval. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, HCS Grassroots, awesome, right? <laughs> doing a good job. I'm just gonna exactly. keep doing what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what man. I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I got to hand it to you there. Like you're uploading content like every single, and I have, I'm subscribed. So I get the notification on my phone every single day. There's a new video on YouTube. And then what's your streaming schedule on top of that? If you can just run me down, like how much you're creating. Um, so my streaming schedule, I'm obviously streaming if I'm sticking to it every single day, like, and I'm trying to about 11 hours a day. So I'll go from like wow. 8 a.m. till about 4 p.m. And then I'll take like a nice break. It doesn't feel like 11 hours because of how I break it down. So yeah, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then I'll take a four hour break from about 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. So I'll eat, I'll read some books. I will, uh, nice. you know, just uh, take like, I'll rest my body. I'll shower. I'll, uh, you know, talk to my parents. I'll just, you know, kind of rest my mind for a bit, work on my YouTube channel, all that kind of stuff, get that in that four hour period. And then I'll be live again for the night by 8 p.m. Um, into the night by till about 11. And then, you know, after that, I just, like I said, get off the stream, host someone, and then get on for the next day. <laughs> yeah, rinse and repeat. Is this every single day? Or are you also doing a part-time job as well, or you just went full-time, like, grinding on this? Um, So it's, uh, it's kind of weird. I'll do that from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I still work at Best Buy part-time. So okay. I'll do that, like, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturday. And then weekends will sometimes be, like, Best Buy, but we'll also be streaming. So... Um, weekends isn't as much, but it's still doing like the, like, let's say like 11 AM till 4 PM and then four till 11 at night. So I still kind of have like a dedicated schedule for each day. Right. And then I'm working in my best buys with that. So, yeah. Yeah. You kind of like keep so, everybody, everybody posted as you go, but the thing is yeah. you don't stop any free time that you get is just more time spent being dedicated to your craft. Right. So, uh, and you just came off of a 24 hour live stream as well, man. How was oh, yeah. that? Like you that must be crazy. tired. How you doing? Um, so that, that was, uh, wasn't super intended. I was actually, one of my subs gave me a donation challenge because he saw that I was kind of like winning some games, but also losing a lot of games. And he wanted to see me kind of push towards that champ one in arena. So right. he's like, all right, for you, for you getting that champ one, give you some incentive to get these wins. I will, you choose a day. And for that day, every single win you get in arena, I'll donate $4. And I was like, holy crap. All right. So let's go. I chose Monday, which was yesterday. And then that I started, I was like, all right, to get the most out of this, I'm going to start right at 12 at night. And then I kind of was going throughout the day. <laughs> and yeah, I was going throughout the day, getting my wins going hard. And then I was like, you know, I might just turn this into a 24 hour stream. And then it kind of just happened. And, you know, once you kind of put your mind towards something, it doesn't feel as draining. So I kind of just put my mind towards it. Crushed the 24 hours, crushed the goal. I think I got about 40 wins total. And uh, wow. yeah, and just got back on my grind today. So just rinse and repeat, like you said. Did you uh, hit champ one? I did not hit champ one. Ah, <laughs> uh, still yeah. got a lot of losses with the wins, but you know, we, we made yeah. some progression towards it. You know, I think I'm up there in like the high double digits, like champ 20 or something, champ 30, some, somewhere around there. But it's really hard, man. It's really hard to hit that champ one. We'll, we'll see you, how it goes in the upcoming days. Are you solo queuing at all? Yeah, I'm actually solo queuing most why. of the time. Yeah, like That's almost so almost 90, 90% of the games are just solo queue. But, you know, get some you know, subs or friends in there once in a while. But, you know, yeah. I don't know how you don't like tilt. I mean, you probably do tilt, like, but people <laughs> leave and, and you'll, get a, you'll get a teammate that just will be AFK, just like not playing sometimes. Like there are games that are unwinnable no matter how good you are because of certain things like that. You're just going to lose some. Like, you know, the algorithm is just going to screw you at one point. Um, but then you press on. I think of that, but then I also think of it like um, like anything, kind of like an even battlefield. That happens to me, but it also happens to the enemy. You know, I'll get a teammate that leaves, but the enemy team will get someone that leaves. So it's like kind of plays out. But yeah, I do agree with you saying like solo queue is kind of a battle. <laughs>
Yeah. And I, I mean, I love your mindset and approach to this type of stuff. And like you said, like other people have to deal with the same types of issues. So you always find right. some sort of a positive, some sort of an out. We'll talk about that in a second, which I think is a great thing to apply for anything, not just Halo, but if you want to be dedicated and improve in anything, you need that type of mindset. So in a 24 hour live stream or when you're streaming, are you just playing like hardcore arena the whole time? Are you jumping around between playlists, different games? How does it usually work for you? Um, so I started with arena and I was doing a lot of it, but then, um, I've actually struggled to get some games because of my MMR, which is like kind of what ranks me in the game. Right. Um, and so during like downtime, I'd say like 5am, 6am, there wasn't as much matches. So I'd hop in a game like Fortnite and I'd even hop on Halo 3 for a part of the day just to kind of get my brain a refresh. And then I would hop back in the Halo grind just, and then keep going with that or the arena grind. Sorry. Keep going with that. Right, right. So if you want to, okay, I like that. So you want to reset yourself, you'll jump off to like Fortnite or something else. Right. To, and I like how like, even when you're not streaming, you're still throwing up content in between. So you always find an opportunity to like put up a YouTube video or like theater mode. You go to theater mode and you play your gameplay <laughs> oh, yeah. in theater mode. If you got to go like grab some cereal or whatever, like take a quick break, um, you still have content going. You're always finding a way to keep your viewers, you know, uh, entertained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, okay, so I know we chatted about this in the past, um, like about grinding and how dedication was necessary to su succeed. Uh, we talked about this last time. I wanted to highlight it again. Where did this inspiration to like obsess over, over Halo just come from, like over the Halo grind? I, like I know you said you're a bit of an avid reader. Tell me a bit about this. Um, so with the Halo grind, I wish I could tell you, man, I feel like everyone just has their niche that they're like attached to. And for some, whatever reason, I know I love video games, but I just love Halo. I love the movement, the uh, the play style of it and you know i wish I, i'm not wishing that i loved bigger games but it's like i just love yeah. halo like you guys love halo you know i'm not gonna leave it for other games that are doing well or more popular it's just i love it for the reason that i'm chasing a passion that just i'm going with what i feel is right for me and it's yeah. for some reason you know it's just halo and i love it so i'm just going with that it and is, uh, the second part of your question was uh, i'm sorry say that what was it the uh you're uh, you reading a lot oh the reading sorry yes the inspiration so I'm, I'm, come from that as well um it does a little bit i think it goes hand in hand because right. i'm reading about like what i'm inspiring like a lot of what i'm reading is um like self-development like personal development kind of thing so it's like creating good habits and like chasing your passions using your mind as a tool stuff like that so i feel like that goes hand in hand with competing and like um content creation and just stick sticking with the schedule like you're talking about before so it really uh just interests me in all those books and um so that's kind of what i'm going with right now like if i could recommend like a book would you yes i was like, gonna uh, say what's a recommendation oh yeah perfect then yeah. i was gonna say one of the best books that got me into reading i feel like all these uh big entrepreneurs that i watch on youtube or whatever um the book that they recommend is always the first book that they read i feel like because it right. inspires them or catches them to keep going with that and for me it was this book called think and grow rich by napoleon hill so if you guys are interested in reading like maybe personal development or creating good habits using your mind as like a tool like like stuff like that i would say thinking grow rich is a really good book it got me hooked um and just about success making money and just like i'm um, chasing your passions and i was like wow someone else has this like exact same mindset that i have so yeah i love it man think and grow rich some yeah. wisdom from stress himself dropping the book recommendation <laughs> in the chat i love to see that and by the way guys in the chat we're doing the same process that we did with the proximity interview if you have any questions for stress any questions at all stress myself the, the stream whatever just drop the questions in the chat we'll take a look at them at the end of the interview and we can you know have a bit of a q a and, and see what you guys think um and just kind of you know building off of that mindset the books that you've been reading with halo's popularity being on kind of like a low between now and infinite Right. Oh, just cut. <laughs> I 
All right, sounds good. <laughs>
this guy actually kind of got turned on reversal perfied and then this guy just got spawn killed so why is this man nice, <laughs> nice little five shots there and i was just kind of hyped because we got two kill tags back to back in like one day so yeah yeah so sick actually tony go to the uh coliseum one quick just so we can i, I want to try to throw a little halo knowledge the coliseum one coliseum one oh yeah, yeah. The, the first kill tag it was when so like he said he knew they were going to spawn albo not this, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know I mean? Coliseum, you know your maps in Halo 5, Tony? Where you at? 46. The first, the first video. Back to the first 46, video. 46. I was going to try to make a point that's seeming more and more useless. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's just knowing, like, in this instance, when you... So you're going to wipe out these players, and then you know that there's one on cave right here. You pick a different angle, right? You're going to drop these players. The moment that he takes out this guy on oven, Stress knows nobody's going to spawn in cave when he kills this guy. All this action happening here on cave, they're obviously going to be on the elbow. And watch the nade toss. Not this one, the second one. Bouncing it off that post, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, if you did it like half a second earlier, that would have sniped him. I was going like, to say, little, yeah. Little things like that. Like, pay attention to like the ground bounce on the nade that he used there. That was exceptional. And that's how you get it right into the street without it falling like down the street. And just predicting the spawn, like little things. That's how you get those kill tags. So, Perfect, that. Yeah. And then, uh, and beyond that, you're still finding ways to have fun as well. Let's throw up the other one too, uh, Tony, the rig one where he's, uh, he's playing with the boxes here. So, we've seen this before. You can kind of be like a total nuisance, and this you're just like, you're just you're taking it to the next level here. You're right, like, fortress. What's going on? Right. So like, I don't know. I kind of actually, I think um, it kind of just dawned on me. Like I saw someone doing it before. Like I, I used to see my friends doing it for fun, taking boxes and pushing them all the way. And then uh, so I kind of just did, thought of doing the same thing. I saw where my teammates were on the map yeah, and i was like you know what i'm just gonna try this i haven't done this in a while and then you know hit behind the box a lot of people don't see you just jump up boom it's like perfect crouch height right there yeah like, go check just to make sure you're like what the heck Seriously? right it worked a lot of times throughout this game i so many times that i literally had to throw it on youtube so yeah yeah just i was really maneuvering i know some bo it, like they work if they're down like that but it, it's best if they're standing up so yeah exactly. vertical like that so you could see me kind of messing around, hitting the boxes until uh, I had the perfect positions, and then I'll just use them. And I don't know, you don't see a lot of players like using the map like that. So I kind of just like doing things like that, you know, thinking outside the box and uh, trying to get those type of make those type of plays and get those skills and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So creative ways that you're taking advantage of the map. Any other tips and little things that you've learned in your time grinding that you think would be important for somebody uh, grinding arena trying to get better? Um, honestly, just, um, don't have a, it's really a lot of mindset. Like if you, if you really want to get better, you will find the ways to get better. And, um, someone made a good point actually and pointed it out. And, um, in my chat the other day when I was streaming and said, this game is really, you find it really easy to watch. Um, as in, if you play this game enough and you watch it, it's like, wow, like he's playing really good. It looks like I can do that. I'm going to hop on and play. And then when you play, you think you're like not playing the same and it's really hard. It's so it's, Using that in a sense, if you go, if you play a game and you go back in theater and watch it, you can notice yourself making a lot of mistakes more than right. you would, more than you think you're making as you're playing. So you're like, oh, I probably didn't make that many mistakes. But going back and watching it, like I said, this game's pretty easy to understand, and you can see the mistakes you're making a lot. So when you watch pros, they're not making mistakes. You're like, ah, oh, this looks easy. But yeah, going back and watching your own gameplay, I'm telling you, you will learn a lot. You'll start ranking up. You'll use the mistakes that you make, and you know, you'll learn from them for sure. 
Absolutely. Studying your own gameplay. One of the biggest things to improve. One of the things that helps me too is having the capture card on my second monitor and I can just rewind and watch it immediately from my POV. I don't have to go to theater, but this is a, a whole other thing. If you guys have the luxury, highly recommend watching your own gameplay back. You can learn a lot from that. Um, and, and touching on mindset, like you said, mindset, one of the most important things, and you have this great approach. And this is something we talked about uh, last time when you were on uh, your mindset with competitive Halo is like you started competing in Halo 4. So you jumped yeah. on Halo at a time where like the bulk of the community who had been there in the past were already kind of getting fed up. They already had right, this right. kind of like preconceived notion of what was Halo or what should be Halo. And that kind of bogged down their ability to learn and, and improve at the game. But I find that with <laughs> Halo for you, I don't know if it's because you jumped in and competed with Halo 4 or you've always just been like this. You kind of approach Halo at a face value. You're like every single Halo game has the same general form formula and you talk about this idea of like every battle being kind of like a 50-50 setup and you shouldn't like you don't need to take those old experiences what you expect from classic halo and let that bring down your play you just approach every single game at the face value with an open mind like you do so tell me a bit about this i can go on with that yeah like so people i don't like necessarily agree with all the changes that halo makes as in like let's say descoping for, ch for chance uh or for say in halo 4 you wouldn't get descoped if you were zoomed in with any weapon let's say a sniper rifle um, if someone was shooting at you, you wouldn't get descoped. I myself right. didn't like this feature. And a lot of people, I could see why a lot of people complain about this. But right. in my mind, I don't go with, oh, this sucks. I need to take it out of this game. I'm going to complain. I go, right. well, if I'm shooting someone and they can't be descoped, that means when I have the sniper, they're shooting at me. I can't be descoped. So that sense, it's a 50-50. Like, just go for the sniper, get in a position where you can't get shot, and then dominate with the sniper. I took advantage of all these things and then used my mind to say, hey, if it's on the map, if it's in the game, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it to the best of my abilities. And, like, I can definitely give constructive criticism and say, like, obviously, I don't want this in the game. We need to take this out. These are the competitive settings we want. But um, in the meantime, I'm going to get as good as I can with these settings. And, like, right. that's just my mind. I feel like that's what will get you so much better. Don't worry about, like, making it the perfect game for you. If you're really trying to get better, focus on getting better. Focus on, okay, you snipe me. Let me get the sniper. Okay, he's here. Just things like that. So yeah, that's that's kind of how I would go in with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if your overall objective is to improve, is to be the best, then some things you can't change immediately, and it's unfortunate. And they did right. change a lot of, you know, things do right. get changed down the exactly. line. But in the meantime, take advantage of what's available to be taken advantage of, basically. Use that's, that to your advantage, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough advantages, but you get the point. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how you succeed. So I like that you kind of take that approach. And there are some things that we don't like to see in Halo. We want to be descoped because that that's just kind of the For competitive sure. aspect of Halo. But if it's not there, and in the meantime, if you're taking advantage of it, I think that's you have the right approach to it. I think a lot of people need to apply that uh, if they want to succeed more quickly, at least. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and one of the thing that comes with grinding a game with a lower population as well is this bigger sense of community, like a closer knit community. So I wanted to know what it's what's it like, like building, interacting with the community on such a regular basis because you're streaming so often. Do you have like dedicated fans you want to shout out? People who are like always supporting you. <clears throat> Nine month subscriber. On <laughs> no, like all literally everyone that's been subscribing to my like I've noticed I've been putting goals for my channel like hit hit two hundred subscribers, hit three hundred subscribers, hit. And like I'm noticing myself hitting these subscribers with the community I'm building. So like I want to literally, like, without individually shouting out anyone, is is honestly everyone that's been coming through to my channel, all the other creators, all the other streamers. I love stopping by, even if um, you know you're just starting out with under 50 followers. I I feel like people know that I stop by their channels and we'll be like, keep up the grind, man. I'll stop by and talk to them for 10 minutes and. Uh, you know, just I'll sh I'll shout out all the people that are staying on the grind and don't think that um, the top people kind of notice or like the people that are have been on the ground for a while notice. Um, 
we really do, man. And like all the cre creators, um, the people that stop by my channel and like that are also content creators. And, you know, I just, I feel like it's just like a big community and we all kind of like show love to each other. So it's like, I want all of us to kind of succeed together. And like, yeah. I like shout out to the other guys in the grassroots, like you're, like the HS Weekly, like all the people that are in the grassroots and just what we can do for the, I guess, for the Halo community. I'm excited to see like what, what the rest of the guys can do. Like just, I don't know, just big shout out to like pretty much just the Halo community in general and for not giving up and for like, you know, there still is a community, even though like, I'll get people that say it's dead or, you know, I, I don't think so because there's still people in the chat talking to me every day, loving that I play Halo 5. So shout out to literally, it sounds corny. I know it sounds like the most generic answer, but yeah. if you're in my chat talking to me and you are there and you know that I support you and you support me, shout out to you. You know what I mean? Like, that's who I want to shout out, the community. Like, and you know who you are, you know, it's like all the people. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is like, yeah, sure, we don't have the numbers that we did, but there's the sense of community is still there. The collaboration is still there. And I love that, that you're going to other <laughs> channels and you're interacting. And that's the thing about having a smaller community as well is like when you have a massive community like Fortnite or something and the big streamers have like 100,000 viewers or whatever, like they I'm don't care do that. about the I'm guy down there with, do right, yeah, well, that's, that's good. Am. And I hope you still do. Yeah. But I'm saying in a, in a community like this, when the biggest streamers have like an average of 50 to 100 viewers or something, then it's like, okay, then you want to collaborate. You want to bring everybody up together and everybody can grow and improve together so i, I like that i think that's For something real. you know kind of unique in a way that you're not going to see and you know it's spinning a, a positive out of an overall you know kind of a, not the greatest picture but things will improve and i like that that the foundation that we're creating here is is such a great one it's just strong one so looking forward to seeing how things evolve with the next halo title as well um so you're part of Grassroots now. We just had our recent announcement. We discovered you're going to be flying to South by Southwest for the Invitational. What's yeah. happening there, man? Are you looking forward to it? Any uh, details about your experience there? Um, so, the, yeah, they're flying us out. I'm really excited for them bringing me on board Grassroots, first of all. And, um, but yeah, we're flying out to Austin next month. And um, I think we're going to have a dedicated stream section for the first couple of days, the Friday and Saturday. I think we're going to take turns streaming on like these booths that they have for us, right. like all the content creators. It's going to be pretty awesome. Sick. And then I think there's also like um, a free for all that I hope that we can all compete in. So I'm going to get more details on that. So there's like a $5,000 free for all for Halo 3. We're, I'm going to try to jump in on that, see if we nice. can uh, yeah, do that. Then there's also a big team. I think it's like a... They have like a crazy name for it, but a big team crazy event going it's the on. Battle Bonanza or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally that. Battle Bonanza. And yeah. uh, so <laughs> I think I think I'm going to be a part of that as well with other people in that. I'm not too sure who else is exactly going to be affiliated with that, but you know, hopefully I just have a good time there. I know there's going to be a lot of uh, other festivals and music going on. There's going to be right. a lot of things going on, and uh, other than that, I'm just looking forward to being there, talking to everyone else that made it there. Like, I know um, a lot of people are going there just to be there, just to like experience the self by southwest so you know yeah, man. Cool to see like the hail community kind of show up yeah man. it sounds so awesome so excited oh, yeah. for you and uh yeah it's 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 gonna be so great <laughs> that, that big team battle thing is gonna be hilarious i just i, I can't, can't wait to see what happens with that uh so yeah that's gonna be great and then of course uh does the grassroots so for you it's just life as usual because I, what i was gonna say is this grassroots announcement inspire any new initiatives in your content creation is it just kind of like the grind continues for you um, um between now and infinite what what's honestly on? like i said i love that they brought me on but i feel like like i still have the inspiration that i had before i was kind of on right. i was really just uploading daily just streaming on the schedule that i have and i thought that when they announced this this was like the perfect program for, for me because i was like man i'm literally want this 
this is like the perfect program. I want Halo Creation to kind of be the career kind of path I choose for, for me right now. Right. Kind of like going with that, like the Twitch, the YouTube, the opportunities I'm kind of getting. So I'm like, you know what? Like I heard about the grassroots and I'm like, this is perfect. So um, the fact that they brought me on, it's awesome, but it just kind of coincides with like my my passion and my goals right now. So it's kind of just like the perfect thing that kind of happened is the grassroots program for me. It's kind of just yeah. kind of rolling with it. <laughs> Yeah, so the content just keeps coming, and I'm looking yeah, forward to that. And then do you plan to compete in Infinite? I'm sure, I'm sure oh. this is all just, like, you warming up for your best competitive <laughs> career in Infinite. Man, like, like you said, like, a little bit ago, I started a little bit late with Halo 4, man. Like, right. with Halo 3, I was watching all these guys. I actually remember specifically Blaze. With I, I don't know if you know Chris Blaze. He always wore a Cookie Monster hat in Halo Reach. It was, like, a blue Cookie Monster. Oh, yes. He wore a blue Cookie Monster hat, and I used to watch him on the MLG Twitch all the time. Right. And then uh, um, that's the back when the reach was on the circuit. So then break that down three or four years ago uh, in the future in Halo 4, I'm teaming with them for EGLX. And I'm like, wow, like I used to watch you and I'm playing with you. So then like I started in Halo 4 competing at kind of the end and I thought I was doing pretty well. And then Halo 5 kind of rolled around and I was competing all throughout. And um, I felt like I was doing okay, but I wanted to break through and like really like, like I said, Halo 5 had a pro, like a pro league scene. I wasn't a part of that. I want to break through and kind of right. be in that scene, kind of get on top teams, really start making money from these events. So I feel like in Infinite, all this experience I got from like kind of starting out in Halo 5 and competing. I know it sounds like I, I really wish I started earlier, but I'm just kind of going with, you know, uh, kill it. Like you said, this kind of warm up for Halo Infinite and Halo Infinite. I'm already talking to some people and I'm like, gonna put my mind down and just grind and really try to like break through and just be on like one of the top teams that I think I can because I feel like I have the skill I, I have the passion and the goals for it and like you know I just really want to really want to see what infinite offers me so it's it yeah yeah so stress in the halo infinite oh, pro yeah. league that's what I want to see halo infinite pro league Try. all right you got weekly competitions it's gonna be i'm gonna be casting it just wait dude let's do it yeah man that's that's literally how you do it you you visualize yourself having succeeded and just you know play through that every day right. just keep grinding um so with all your experience live streaming content creation of any big lessons anything that you learned that you think are important for people to know uh before we jump into our q a um any big lessons for people to know um really just um Having a good mindset, um, really what I started out with is if you really want it, you'll you'll continue with it. I think I said this in other interviews. Um, so sorry if I sound like I'm repeating myself, but sure. like right when you're starting off with streaming, if you have like maybe a couple viewers, like one or two viewers, don't give up necessarily and think, oh, it's not for me. I've heard so many times where it's like, oh, I've seen this guy put in months of work, but he only has like less than 10 viewers, but they don't see that it takes years of like dedication and hard work and learning from lessons and learning from experiences that makes like you can't instantly blow up you can't start it and like kind of just blow up because like it might not work out for you it's kind of like becoming a millionaire and then you hear about millionaires getting broke because they're not used to like the money lessons that you need to learn but sure. experiences that so like with um experiences that people can kind of go with is um keeping your mind positive and just um if you really want something know that it will happen if you just go through the rough times that you might see that are instant and then look at the long run also, um, things like trolls that will try to get in the way, um, like, oh, you're playing this game, play this game, or um, just negative trolls that have not, like, just block those guys out. They like you, first of all, they're helping you out because they're like, you know, they're, there's someone in your mind, I guess, you know, they're, you're, they're becoming someone in their mind. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you're, you know, just like, just kind of focus on your goals. Don't let people 
affect you and just you know stick with your grind that's kind of it that's you know yeah you guys got this i feel like if you know if you got goals you you know what to do to achieve them so yeah yeah really really just understand what you want to a t really know what you want want it badly enough and and don't stop grinding man don't take failure for an answer right so (laughs) right right. i think yeah no great great uh overall just opinions and and uh and stuff that i think people really need to pay attention to so let's jump in to our q a here guys if you're in the chat right now you're watching you have any questions for stress whatsoever myself feel free to let me know in the chat uh dinashawn with the first question here we have Question for stress. Uh, what are some of your responsibilities as a member of the HCS grassroots program? Uh, what is 343 expecting from you? Interesting. That is actually a cool question, actually, because the first thing that they kind of said when I got in was, we don't expect any. Well, not that we don't expect anything <laughs> from you, but it's right. like, it's not that they're bringing me on and then saying, okay, now here's what you need to do. It's kind of like they brought me on because of what I'm doing. So it's kind of like they literally just said, keep up the work and we're going to help you. And, you know, ways that you can help us, we're going to like put you in ideas and like, it'll help, you know, just things like that. So it's not really like they're expecting anything. They're kind of just expecting me to uphold the personality that I'm like trying to like, you know, just, just trying to be a good role model, I guess, while I'm right. doing my content creation for people that want to do the kind of same thing. So just like, just don't be negative to people, <laughs> like just things like that, just regular stuff that I'm already doing, just kind of just, you know, keep yeah. it up. <laughs> Yeah. Stuff like for, that, yeah. For you, it's just keep doing what you're doing. But I guess there's probably like a, a minimum amount of content that they would want like released, I guess, on a regular basis or something. Um, or I don't know. if I guess they kind of mentioned like if you're going to be on a hiatus, like maybe right. for months at a time, kind of let them know what's up. Don't just like, all right, now you're part of the program and just drop off the face of the earth. Like, where is this guy? Like, what's I haven't seen a YouTube video in months on months or like right, right. I haven't seen him streaming in a, in a month plus like at least let them know like hey i'm on vacation or hey i'm like this is happening or like but kind of with all the guys they're bringing on you see them kind of daily streaming or daily uploading or that's kind of what they're doing with their lives so it's not too much worry with that right so there's not too much worry with the content creators and you know it's just kind of just like keep it up guys We, we brought you on here for for your creation and your ideas and you know i want you guys to keep it up and that's yeah kind of what they told us to do not too much expectations though yeah uh okay yeah exactly um, and then Financial One says, is there any particular reason Halo has the sizable year gap between games unlike COD or other franchises? What do you think about that? Um, so, yeah, I see that's kind of frustrating as well. Is like um, I see COD um, with games that come out year after year after year and then Halo with the big gaps. But then you kind of have to take in consideration that COD also has uh, two game developers. They have uh, Activision and Treyarch. So, um Technically, they're coming out with games every kind of two and a half years or two years. Sure. Um, but yeah, you do get a kind of different Call of Duty feeling every year, which is nice for the content creation and like the different change of flows. So that's something that I would agree with. I wish there was kind of like a, I kind of think I said this on stream the other day, kind of wish there was a more uh, something new, something fresh with the Halo scene, a little bit more like sooner in between series releases, I guess. So just yeah. more things we can do. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. It's interesting. There's, I, I think, yeah, one of the biggest things, like you said, is there's so much more manpower behind the scenes with right. Call of Duty. You've got like two separate studios pumping out games. So yeah, they technically have their two-year release cycle. As far as this Halo Infinite goes, though, it's this is the longest gap we've ever had. Bear that in mind. I think it's typically about a three-year mm-hmm. release cycle. We even had less than that because I know that we had Reach and then Four. Like Reach was 2010, Four was 2012. ODST was ODST kind of in there. ODST was right. 2009. <laughs> we need right? a game like that. 
seven was Halo three. Yeah, well, I mean, need because like ODST okay. didn't have any competitive multiplayer, but it was cool right, right. still. Yeah, just yeah. like the campaign, the firefight, even the I was open even world play. style of campaign was actually so sick for throw its time. something like that just in between yeah. the Halo five and Halo Infinite. Throw us like an ODST campaign, like you know, even if it's not multiplayer, just throw something like that. So that's where I could agree. You know, just something would be. Cool. Maybe like I think they're I see see them hiring more people on Twitter. Maybe it's like I'm not too sure why there's such a big gap. Maybe you know I can't really touch on that, but maybe they'll you know hopefully pick up things in the future kind of thing. Yeah, I I yeah. think with COD it's like they've got a formula down to the point where they can kind of I don't want to say recycle, but they just kind of do like recycle the formula and add new abilities and add new maps and stuff but it is still the same whereas with halo they have a formula but at the same time like it seems like they're taking all this time to make a big course correction so to speak right because halo yeah. as a brand halo as in, in terms of it's like global recognition and what people think about it there's a bit of a I don't, know if, I don't know if I want to say controversy, but, you know, there's people on two different sides. So I think they're just trying to figure out with with the opportunity that they have with Infinite is so huge and they need to capitalize on that. They need so much time to make sure that whatever they make is hopefully just amazing. It's hopefully a massive course correction for the franchise, because if they can right. capitalize on that from there, then you can start to see, you know, like updates, new features, whatever it is. They continue to keep adding on the framework. They just need to build that that base, and it's got to be amazing. So Right, and with the addition of PC, like the more right. people that are going to come on board, the more ideas that will have flowing in the community, I feel like everything will just kind of be on an upwards kind of scale for Halo in the future. So we just got to hang tight, and, you know, we'll just we'll be good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Homegrown Hicks, uh, does stress play Halo 3 at a high level like Halo 5? Um, I, I would say I can play Halo 3 at a high level like Halo 5, but I, I will even admit I don't have the skill like I do because I feel like I, first of all, when I did grind Halo 3, I was a lot younger, and I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot better. So I haven't put in the time that like, I've had with Halo 5 to get as good at the top. Like, I feel like I'm becoming, like, to the top, to the peak of my performance, like, now, almost right. at, at 24, rather than, like, when I was, like, a you know, 13, 14, kind of just playing the game for fun and getting good at the same time. But now I feel yeah. like I can compete with some of the best. So if I took it now and kind of took Halo 3 and put the time into it, I feel like I would definitely work my way up to playing with the best. But like as of right now, I would say, no, I'm, I'm like nowhere near as good in Halo 3 as I'm Halo 5. But I feel like I can hang. Like I've definitely been a 55 star in MLG. I've had 50s across the board in all the playlists. Like I can definitely hang in Halo 3, but I feel like in Halo 5, I can really top, like, really be on top of my game, like, take down, even, like, compete yeah. with some of the best. Where in Halo 3, I would probably get destroyed by some of the best. So yeah, there, there's definitely uh, some grinding I'd have to do. Yeah, I, I mean, the skills carry over for sure. If you're amazing at Halo 5, you have the frame where you have what it takes to be amazing at Halo 3. It's a, it would just take that that learning curve. But like you said, if, grinding, yeah, yeah if, if you miss the kind of window on it, like if you were too young to really like, I guess, process the information in the same way that you do now, where you have a much more competitive mindset towards things, like when you've been grinding a lot harder, then then yeah, it makes sense. If you're jumping into Halo 3, you've got a much, you got a lot more work to do than somebody like Roy or Snipe Down who had a competitive career in the game oh, yeah. grinding, yeah. So understandable there. Um, we got the Farm D with a question. Uh, out of Snipe Down and Lethal, what team would you rather be on uh, out Ooh. of the Y? Whose team is going to win in the head-to-head -head battle? I thought it was just a 1v1, but... Uh, I don't even, yeah, I guess they're picking teams. I don't even know. I thought it was a 1v1 battle too, but if I was going to choose... Uh, I feel like both are really cool, man. I, I, I like both. Both the players are awesome, but I feel like 
you know, I have more of like a connection with Eric because like he he's visited Toronto a lot in the past and nice. I would like go to lands and like talk to him a lot and like we would like really like kind of connect in that way. So it's like um I feel like I would be rooting for my boy Eric in the in the end snipe down, but no 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 hating on my boy Lethal, you know. I feel like he's, <laughs> he's you know, both great players. I'm excited to see what kind of happens with that, but you know, I, I feel like I'll back snipe down in this one. Yeah. I like that. That's a logical answer because you go for the guy that you you know a little better, and then yeah. hopefully the the team chemistry is better because you guys have kind of you've had right. conversations in the past, and they're both exactly. amazing players. You can't knock them. Uh, <laughs> my my Halo ritual said, uh, "Who does Stress think is the best online Halo player of all time?" That's our last question. That's our Holy, personally, like man, there is I don't know how many people will know this player, like, but there is an answer. I feel like this man was the sweatiest player I've probably ever wow. played with, like online, and his name was Ulrich. I don't know how many too many people. Yeah, he, he was like a Halo Three, Halo Reach kind of player, and I, I I got to know him really well, kind of when Halo Four was big, but then it dropped off, and everyone went back to Halo Three, and he was playing it, and it was like the original Halo Three on the 360 because Halo Four right. was on the 360. So I was playing the original Halo Three, and Allwork was playing this, I don't, and I'm telling you, he had the most MLG experience. You can look this up. It was like him, then Nated, then whoever, but like wow. you can ask them, and it was like he had like 10,000 MLG experience, and like playing with him i guess we got to know each other really well because i was really sweaty getting into my the halo 4 kind of days and um right trying to get as best as good as i can and man i'm telling you the way he would play i specifically remember one play on narrows it was a really close game and it ended up being 49 49 and ulrich was in the uh place where you grab overshield the right you right. know and, yeah yeah I know he, was, about, yeah. he was fighting I someone that. and he was one shot and they were gonna kill him because they were shooting at him but he was hiding he's like i'm watching i'm watching he quit out of the game and then we ended up, so they were about to what? kill us. He, he quit so that it would still be 49-49. And then we ended up pushing them from top mid and killing them and winning 50-49. So, like, he sacrificed what, himself. How is that exactly? He lost <laughs> the game. Like, he lost. Good, <laughs> right? I know, but it's just, like, the, sweat, like, the sweatiest mindset. Like, what oh. other player is, like, thinking at that level? Like, I want to win the game so badly that oh. I will, like, we're going to lose if I die. So I'm going to quit, and then my teammate can hopefully, like, I just remember like little plays like that it's specifically terrible. or like, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, if he's going to die and lose us the game or quit right. and like, we have to like, just things quit, like that. Right. Yeah. So like he did that. I remember him screaming like, oh, I'm dead, I'm dead, I quit. And then like, just stuff like that. Or like, we would just be playing on top. Like he'd have like nerdy jumps he would do or like yeah. just little things. So shout out to my boy Ulrich. I'd say like, he was probably like the sweatiest player. Like that comes to my mind that I've ever played with online, spe online specifically, but on land, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Dude, back against the wall, can't let his team lose. Thank Quits you. last Thank second <laughs> for the play. I don't know how I feel about it, but that is that that is sweaty though. That's for sure. That that I can agree with. Um, but altogether, man, great interview. Thank you so much for joining me on the show once again. The second time now, it's cool how you were the first one that I had on for. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you're now the first interview that I have since the grassroots partnership. Kind of just. Yeah. Person than you beginning of things. But anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Any shout outs? Where can we find you online? Uh, shout out to all the people. Like I said, that like before, shout out to all the people that have been supporting me and like the content creation. And shout out to the people that have been content creating as well. I see those people that are putting in a lot of hard work. Um, you can catch me streaming almost every single day. You can go to my Twitch and just put in an exclamation mark schedule and then see when I'm actually live. And then I'm uploading on my YouTube, Jeremy Stress, just almost daily as well. So just catch me on my social medias and I'll just stick on my content creation. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for the interview. 
All right, that closes our show for today, our two interviews, and we have the news as well. This has been a long episode, two hours of nonstop Halo content and interviews. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And of course, before we end the show, let's just throw to our HCS Weekly merch. Tony, you can bring up the graphic. Of course, if you buy the merch here, you not only support the show, but you support me as well. And as usual, guys, I would highly appreciate the support. This will close our episode for today. A lot of great talks. And I know Eli X was the, the third individual that we didn't have on that was part of the HCS Grassroots program as well. I'm going to snipe this man. I'll find a way to put him on a future episode of HCS Weekly. We couldn't grab him yet, but it'll happen. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.